0: Lord and Holy Father, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for making us, Lord, to overcome, Lord, this technical issue, Father God, and making us here, Lord, to come, Lord, and to listen, Lord, to the message you have. Lord, I pray, keep our minds calm, Lord, and keep our hearts, Lord, to be sensitive to your voice, Father God. Make our ears to be alert to you, Father. I pray all of this, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen psalm 27 in this psalm when we read we don't sense us we don't get a sense of fear or intimidation we get a sense of confidence as we look at this confidence and read it i hope and pray that the holy spirit would lead us all to change from lives of fear so that we can live a confident life and like david that we will fight this battle of fear, fight this demon, fight this bully of fear down and live a victorious life in Christ. So what is the source of courage? In David's life, we see it is rooted in his relationship with the Lord. He did not have a dial up connection with his God. He had a broadband connection. And the source of his courage was his faith in God. David's faith in God's word enabled him to look at life as if he was walking through life with the most powerful being in the universe on his side. There was no reason for him to be afraid. His confidence was in the Lord. Where there is strong faith, fear tends to disintegrate. We see in the psalm, David did not allow the fear of fear to bully him, but he allowed faith to disintegrate the fear that was around him and in him. In the Bible, we see lots of courage, and you know, we all have our great, our heroes in the Bible and in the New Testament. I love Paul's courage, and the Old Testament, I love Daniel's courage when he was in the lion's den, and as a and David, as we see in the psalm, as a young shepherd boy, he was, as a young shepherd boy, he fought off a bear. And a lion, which were threatening his flock. Then apparently when he was a teenager, he faced and killed the giant Goliath. When everyone else in the army of Israel was afraid of fight, when Saul's army was hunting him and trying to kill him, David still was not afraid. He expresses his courage in this psalm, where he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And today we are going to explore Psalm 27. As we look at this passage, my hope is that we will better understand how David was able not to say that he won't be afraid and how we might grow our courage in our life. He says that no matter what he he faces in his life, why he should be afraid of and what he should be afraid of. So throughout the centuries, God has supplied courage to his people who are facing very difficult situations. The Bible contains numerous examples of this. Another model of courage is Daniel's three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When King Nebuchadnezzar is about to throw them into a burning furnace because of their refusal to worship a 90-foot golden idol he had made, This is what those three guys said in Daniel 3, chapter 3, verses 17 to 18. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and He will rescue us from your hand, O King. But even if He does not, we want you to know, O King, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. That is courage That does not melt, even, even in the face of deadly flames and the Pages of Bible contains many such examples of courage for us. And that is what Psalm 22, 27 is about. That David, courage is not melting in the face of deadly flames. And the same thing we see in Martin Luther's life when he was in the council of the German city in Worms. It was there that Luther had to defend his loyalty to the gospel of Jesus Christ. When warned by his friends that he would face as many demons at the council as there was as many demons at the council as there were tiles on the house and Luther replied, "And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we shall not fear, for God has willed His truth to triumph through us, and that is the courage we see in Christian men and Christian women." throughout the people who have put their faith in Christ. So what is fear? Fear has an ability to feed on itself. Maybe you have found that often when you are afraid, the more you think about being afraid, the more afraid you become. Unless we confront our fears, they can sometimes turn into panic. Yet the courage God gives us is an anchor that keeps our concerns from drifting into fear and panic. And what the kinds of fear people live with. This is an example. A woman in Arkansas was sitting in her car in a parking lot when she heard a loud bang and then felt a sharp pain in the back of her head. She was holding her hands behind her head when somebody walked by and asked, are you okay? The woman answered, I've been shot in the head and I'm holding my brains in." well, it wasn't her brain. It was a dove. A Pillsbury biscuit canister had exploded in the back seat, apparently from the heat, making a loud explosion and shooting the dough into the back of the woman's head. And sometimes our fears are like that, are same like this lady. In verses 1 to 3, David expresses his confidence in God and an absence of fear in a very fearful situation because... He is focused on God as his light, as his salvation, and as his stronghold. In verses 4 to 7, we see David focused on God. He is living in his presence, looking at his beauty and listening to his voice. Because of this focus on God and dwelling in his presence, David can lift his head with confidence and sing with joy. As we see in verses 5 and 6 and in verse 7 to 14, he again is focused on God and prays to him in the midst of his trouble and is reminded that God will never forsake him and will always guide him. And therefore, even though he does not receive an immediate answer of relief, he can still say in verses 13 that I am still confident. Even though he is in the midst of everything, you know, people say, When you go through something, your heads are down and when good things happen, your heads are high. Not so here with David, even in the midst of everything he's going through, his head is still high because he has his confidence on God, because he has his hope rooted on Christ. He doesn't allow the fear to bully him. When Peter walked on the water, Peter fears God the victory, only when he lost his focus on Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, God has said, I will keep in perfect peace all who trust in me, whose thoughts are fixed on me. We also see the same idea in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, which says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Then the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There will be times when anxiety and fear will come into our lives. It is then that we have a choice to make. We can choose to focus on the problem and be overcome with fear or we can choose to focus on God and our fears will disappear. So if it is up to you whether you let fear to bully bully you or you let your faith to disappear your fear. David's fears disappear because he has recognized that the Lord is in his light in dark and in fearful times, that the Lord is his light in the dark and fearful time. The Lord does not necessarily give David or us light, but rather he personally becomes our light, our personal guide through the darkness, and he leads us to safety. At this point, David asked himself a question. If God is my light and if he is my salvation and he is my strength, whom should I fear? If the Lord is my light and my rescuer, why should I be afraid? That would be irrational because who or what is greater than God. The Lord is also the stronghold of our life for you and me. A stronghold and he's a refuge, a place of safety from danger. So whom shall we be afraid of? You know, in the business world and in common people's world, they say, you know, that people say success depends on who you know. In life too, it depends on who you know. And David says, I know God. David knows God. He communes with him daily. And therefore, he is able to say, whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? I have a strong connection with my God. I don't have a dialect connection. I have a broadband connection with my God. So whom shall I be afraid? So the question is, what are you afraid of? God is our light. And as light, he shows us the condition we are in due to our sinful nature and practices. But he also reveals to our minds how we may step by step be brought by grace to the place of salvation. As our light, he shows us the obstacles that lie in our way, the difficulties and those enemies and conflicts we will have to encounter and how he will enable us to overcome them. It is only in his light that we continue on in a Christian course. And it is in his light that we hope to see light forever. So if he is your light, who are you afraid of? God is my salvation, he says. He says, or delivers, that is what it means. I am safe in him and by him I shall be saved. Salvation finds us in the dark. But it, it does not leave us there. It does not leave us in our pit. It does not leave us in our darkness. And the light he provides can never be extinguished by man. So what are you afraid of? When you have a God who can save you, who can deliver you. If God is on our side or is for us, we can have no anxiety or dread of that which lies ahead. He is abundantly, abundantly able to protect us. And we may confidently trust in him. No one needs any better security against the objects of fear or dread than the conviction that God is next to him. God is right beside him. God is a savior, his king, his master. You can have enemies outside of your life or you may have enemies within yourself, but their power to destroy you is totally annihilated when you belong to God, when you belong To his sheep sheep pen. When you say God is your savior. You can destroy it with the power of God. Your fears that you are facing. You don't have to give in to that bully. That is bullying you. But you can stand with faith. Fear will come. But how do you handle that fear? The God you have on your side is far greater than the enemies you are battling within and outside. You have to look within and see where are you when these fears are dominating you? Are you clothed in Christ or are you away from you? Every day we wake up, we are entering into a battlefield of emotions, battlefield of sins, battlefield of temptations, battlefield of retaliation and battlefield of evil. We need to make sure once we put our feet on the ground in the morning, to that awareness. I don't know what lies ahead, Lord. But I am clothed in your presence, the presence of the Christ, the almighty God. The more we are soaked in the presence of Christ, you are clothed with his armor. No more you are fighting your battles of fear, anxiety and worry. You will allow your Lord, you will allow your Savior, you will allow your Master, your King to fight your enemies that you are facing within. You need to bring your flesh, your mind, your heart and your emotions subject to him and not to you then only you can be confident when anything comes towards you that the power of fear worry and anxiety is taken away because almighty god is mightier than the all enemies you are facing he will defend you and save you and those fear and anxiety and worry will come near you but not into you when you are clothed in his presence you will not be captivated by those things, but you will only see them. And when we call the name of Jesus, to which every demons flee, your worry, your free, your anxiety will flee as well. Nothing can stand in the presence of the name of Jesus. Make sure your worship is filled with him and not you. Make sure your worship is filled with him and not you. Your thoughts, your agendas and your plans. Learn to empty yourself and fill yourself with his presence. Then only like David, you can say, God is my light and my salvation and my strength. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I? Whom can I be afraid of? As a good soldier and man of war, David knew how to handle his weapons. And he found himself very much at home with the weapon of prayer. He had such a great relationship with God and such good connection with the broadband connection. He used his weapon often in every day, and that was the weapon of prayer. This is a story in a particular region of Africa where the first con- converts to Christianity were very diligent about praying. In fact, the believers each had their own special place. Outside the village, there were went to pray In solitude, they used to go outside the village to pray in solitude. The villagers villagers reached these prayer rooms by using their own private footpaths through the bush. When grass began to grow over one of these trails, because everybody behind the house, there was a trail that they, you know, as they walked over the bush, that created a trail for them every day to go to a place of solitude so they can spend time with God. When grass began to grow over one of these trails, it was evident that the person to whom it belonged was not praying very much because these new Christians were concerned for each other's spiritual welfare. A unique custom sprang up. Whenever anyone noticed an overgrown prayer path, a path that was covered with bushes, and there was no trail anymore, he or she would go to the person and lovingly warn friend, there is grass on your path. It is obvious from this and other song that David had a clear path, a clear prayer life. His connection with God, that he had a broadband connection. He enjoyed regular communion with his God. So, how was your prayer path? Is it covered with bush? If it is covered with bush, you will give in to the bully of fear. But if it is not, then you will not back down to that bully. So what about you? How are you handling when fear knocks at your door? David said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I dread? When the wicked came upon me to devour my flesh, my enemies and my foe, stumbled and fell. Though an army encamps around me, heart will not fear. Though a war breaks out against me, I will keep my trust. Every day our good Lord gives us this opportunity when obstacles come our ways to be like David. But we are so much consumed in our own little me world that we lose and miss this amazing opportunity boast about our king, boast about our savior, boast about about our Lord, our Master and our God, like David, it may not be in front of others, but in front of all the invisible battles that come your way, the fear that comes and knocks at you. We let our fear, anxiety and worry consume us and not the precious Holy Spirit. We become the losers in our everyday battle when God has called you and me to live a victorious life every single day. We live a pitiful Christian life because we allow the flesh to dominate us and not the Holy Spirit. We all desire and love to be like David. We put no effort to be like him. The path to our prayer life is covered with bushes and we still thrive or sustain our prayer life with the dial-up connection. And we don't put any effort to be like David to have that broadband connection with him. So when anything hits us suddenly, we are taken by shock, the adrenal rush and response to the fear, the worry and the anxiety with how the flesh dictates because of the dial up connection we have with God. The question was asked in this psalm, whom shall I fear? The answer, of course, is no one. Who can be against us? No one can be against us. No one can come against us and return successfully and safely. They will harm themselves more than us because we belong to the almighty God. That is the effect of having a broadband relationship with God. Emperor Maximilian admired the sentence so much that he had written over the table where he used to eat. So that having it often in his eye, often in his eye, he might have it also in his mind. Whom shall I fear when the Lord is my light and my salvation and my strength? The psalmist's hope was fastened with a threefold, threefold cord, which could not be broken. David described God as his light, his salvation. Now he declares, the Lord is the strength of my life. Like David, our life derives all strength from him who is the author of our life. And if he agrees to make us strong, we cannot be weakened by all the scheming and maneuvering uh, things of our enemies, our internal enemies as well as our external enemies. David says, omnipotent God is his God. His almighty God is his God. He has no reason to fear. If he knows it to be so, he has no, no room for fear here because God is his light. And when God is his light, he fears no shades of darkness. If God is a salvation, he fears no dark influences for he will triumph over his enemies. Assure us as if they were already routed back. Assure us as if they have been not successful in in coming and attacking David. We all confess with our mouth, God is our light and God is our salvation and God is our shield. But really, do you believe that? The answer to this question, you can only tell. The answer to this question, only your nerves and your knees can tell. Do you let your knees jerk? And my question is, how can we allow our knees to jerk when we say we are standing on the solid rock, Jesus Christ, in whom we, on whom we stand? And when we stand upon the rock, we say we will not be shaken. The invisible enemy comes when, and we allow it to attack us in a way that our whole body, including our nerves, are losing control. Our knees are shaking. The heart rate is shooting up. So where is our confidence? Is our confidence is God is our light and God is our salvation and God is our shield? When God has called us, redeemed us, restored us, adorned us, anointed us and commissioned us and most importantly called us to be victorious, we are all living a defeated life. But David is not because he has a broadband connection with his savior, with his king, his lord, his master and his God. And he's saying, I will not fear because he will set me upon a rock. The rock is the place where I shall be secure, a place inaccessible to my enemies. That is what David is saying. Even though when a military comes and surrounds me and all the forces that oppose us of this earth oppose me, my heart shall not fear. He would not tremble because he did not feel that there was anything of which to be afraid. God has shown himself superior to the power of hostile armies. And the psalmist felt assured that he might confide in his God. He felt safe for not only the angels of the Lord encamped around him as they do about all that fear the Lord, but salvation formed the walls and bulwarks about him. And the Lord himself was a wall of fire around him and he was kept as in a fortress by the power of God. And that is what God does for you and me when our faith is in him, when our salvation is in him, when we declare with our mouth that he is our light, he is our salvation, he is our shield and strength. Our God will protect us only if we don't bow down to the bully of fear. He says, though war should be proclaimed and though all preparation should be made for it, I will not be afraid. Though war should rise against me in all its terrible shapes, it, in this I will be confident, he's saying, that I will be confident in my God. David is confident that, that in a situation arises that he just described or any other extreme emergency that he would calmly trust in God. He would feel that he was in no danger for he had seen the Lord could deliver him. For to David, he was his light, his salvation and in his, and his strength. He goes on to say, say that one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple that one thing I have, I have desired of the Lord. His main objective was that he wants to live and be soaked in the presence of Almighty God. That he doesn't want bushes in the path of his prayer life. He doesn't want to live in dial up connection. He wants to live in a broadband connection. And he goes on to say, For in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. Because I have this connection, because I don't have any bush in my path, in in my prayer path. I am so much connected with him, for in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high upon a rock, for in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. He will conceal me in the cover of his tent, and he will set me high upon a rock. That is so good to say again and again and again that our God will hide us. He will conceal us and he will set us high upon a rock. So he's saying when I'm surrounded by my enemies and in danger or when I'm suffering from hardship or experiencing sickness or in pain or in any affliction, he shall hide me, my Lord, my Savior, my King, my Master. My Redeemer, my Deliverer will hide me. David is certain that he will not fall to his enemies, but instead he will be victorious in battle due to divine intervention on his behalf. Therefore, he will worship and offer sacrifices in his tent, his dwelling place. He said, there is no doubt, even though my enemies are still I am face, looking at them eye to eye, but I will be offering sacrifices of praise and worship to my God because this enemies too will run away. Because my hope is not in an ordinary God. My hope is in a majestic God, in an almighty God. My hope is in the name of Jesus Christ in whose name the enemy trembles and flees. I have called upon the name above every name and I will not fail here. We don't get any sense of fear in the Psalm. We don't get any sense of confusion in the Psalm, but what we see is His confidence in His Almighty. And that same confidence is available to you and me. Only if we act on what we are confessing to Him. Only if our prayer paths are not crowded with the, crowded with the bushes. Only if we don't settle up for the dial-up connection. God, the divine intervention will come on our behalf as well. Do not let the fear to bully you, but make the fear to back down by the power of the Holy Spirit. He concludes in verse 13 to 14 that he says, that he says that he himself would have fainted if he had not confided in God and hoped in his mercy when there was no other hope. And in view of that experience, he encouraged all others to put their trust in him. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Wait patiently for the Lord, he says repeatedly. He's repeating an idea with which his heart was full and objectless and resulting from his own rich experiences. That he dwells upon it as a lesson which he has told in the deep recesses of his mind and his heart, that in all times of danger and difficulties, instead of sink, sinking down in despair, instead of sinking down in the discouragement, instead of sinking down and giving up, he recalls the lessons and is enabled to go forward in his duty by putting his trust solely on the Lord because he trusts God, a God who will not let him to be ashamed. Thank God. When we get from the psalmist that we need to pay, wait patiently for the Lord and that is what David has experienced. He says, take me for an example that when I waited on him, he strengthened my heart. So when you wait on Him, on him, you will not be put to shame. He will strengthen your heart as well you will be successful. So don't let the fear take a grip on you. Don't let the bully of fear to bully you, but knock the fear with faith. I say, he says, wait repeatedly for the Lord. So don't let the fear to come and sink you down, to lead you to discouragement, to lead you to despair, or to give up your battle that you're battling every day. But you need to, Stand firm oh. in the Lord. You need to have the strong connection with Him and fight fear with faith. And that is what we have for tonight. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for giving us the confidence here, Father God. Lord, through the psalm, through the life of David, Father God, there is no shadow of fear in Him, Father. We get, Lord, only, Lord, a sense of courage, and sense of confidence, Lord, in you, Father God. No sense of fear or no sense of intimidation from our enemies. No sense of anything that the evil brings into our way, Father. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Lord, to, Lord, have that our prayer path, Lord, not to be covered, Lord, with the bush, Father God. Lord, bring in people into our life, Father God, who will show us, Lord, That Lord, when our prayer path, Lord, is covered with bushes, that they will come and knock at our door and say, hey, I see that your path is covered with bushes. And you are an easy prey to the enemy because your prayer path is covered with bushes. Lord, bring, Lord, those kind of people in our lives who will have the courage to come and knock at our door, who will convict us, Father God. Lord, help us, Lord, when we see people whose whose path are covered with bushes, Father God, that we will go, give us the courage to go and help our brothers and sisters in you, Father God, so that, Lord, they will not be given into fear, Lord, so that, Lord, they will not, Lord, be given to shame, Father God, so that, Lord, their knees will not jerk when the enemy comes, so that, Father God, their nerves, Father God, will not give into fear or anxiety or worry, Father God, Lord, I lift up, Lord, the children, Lord, that is represented in next level group, Father God, this young generation, Father God, that is giving so much into fear, so much into worry, so much into anxiety, Father God. Lord, we come against that in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, the name above every name, Father God. Lord, we pray, Father God, for your protection over the young minds, Father God. Lord, seal them, Lord, with your blood cover protection, Father God. Lord, raise your banner high upon them, Lord. The name of Jesus upon them, Father God. That they will not give in to fear and worry and anxiety, Father God. Make them to run to your shelter, Father God. Lord, remove, Father God, the fear away from them. Remove, Lord, intimidation away from them, Father God. And build in in them, Lord, the courage and confidence, Father God, in you, Father. I pray, Father God. We will not lose our children to fear, worry or anxiety. And neither do we will give any foot to the enemy, Father God. Lord, when we say that you are our light, you are our salvation, you are our strength, Lord. When we confess with our mouth, help us, Lord, to show it in our actions, Father God. Help us, Father God, to stand strong, Father God, when fear comes our way, Father. That when we call upon your name, the fear will run away. Help us, Lord to not to handle with our strength. Deliver us, Lord, from our little me world, Father God. And help us, Lord, to come under your umbrella, Father God, who is the lifter of our head, Father God. Lord, help us, Father God, to be like the cord, Father God, that wraps tightly around you, Father God, so that the enemy has no room to come near us, Father Give us, Lord, the bold confidence, Father God, like David, Father God, like Daniel, Lord, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Father God, like Paul. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us to keep these verses right in front of our face, Father God, that when fear knocks at our door, we will say, The God is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Is there anything to fear in this world? who can kill my body, but not my soul. There's nothing in this world can take a grip of me. Lord, give us that kind of a faith in us, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Father God, to overcome fear and anxiety and worry, Lord, by developing, Lord, a great relationship, Father God, with you, a great connection with you, Father God. Lord, help us, Father God, to live a victorious life, not to live a defeated life, Lord, where the fear comes and bully us, Father God. Help us not to let the fear bully us, Father. And bring people into our lives, Father God, who will uphold us, Lord. With whom we will be accountable, Father God, in spending time with you, Father. Lord, I pray your blessing, Lord, upon each one of the family members, Father God. As we all encounter, Lord, every day fear will come. But it is our choice whether we let fear into us or we will make the fear to run away from us. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Lord, to clothe in your presence, clothe, Lord, in you, Father God, every single day, Father God, so that, Lord, we will, Lord, come and ask you, Lord, to show us the straight path, Lord, even though the path that we walk, if there is anything, Father God, help us to continuously praying to you to lead us in a straight path so that we don't go in a crooked way, Father God. So that, Father God, we will not, Lord, bump into, Lord, anything that is displeasing to you, Father God. I pray, Father God, for your blessing upon our group, Father God, and your leading, Lord, to our group, Father God. As a shepherd, Lord, you lead us, you guide us, You empower each one of us, Lord, to knock the fear down, Lord. Not to give, Lord, into, the, into his bullying, Father God, but to face him, Lord. With our faith, I pray all of this, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.